You're listening to Annex Wealth Management Presents WTMJ Conversations, sponsored by Smart Spaces. Here's Jeff Wagner. Welcome back. We are joined by Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, and we're talking about the last year and now looking forward to, to this year, what investors need to know. Dave, um, in assessing risk, what are the role that bonds have in a portfolio? I saw, for example, today the 10-year Treasury note, the yield has now gone up over 4%, which I can't remember the last time that happened. How do you figure out asset allocation in today's market? Yeah, and that's a great question because you know bonds are usually supposed to be in a portfolio to be a ballast. In other words, to try to mitigate some of the risk. But we had uh, a year that where interest rates were rising both Stocks and bonds did very poorly, and in fact, it's the worst year for a 60-40 mix in decades and decades. So they're, they're, you know, it didn't really do what it's supposed to do. But however, right now you have to look at that, and there are some people, especially fixed income managers, who are drooling over the opportunity You know, when they look at a two-year treasury that's paying 45 to 5%. That's, that's significant. And so at some point, that's going to have some reversion to the mean. And as uh, as folks know, when interest rates come down, bond prices go up. So there'll be some capital appreciation in the fixed income market at some point. You know, at some point, the interest rates are going to level off. The inflation is going to be under control. And the Fed is going to have to what's called pivot. In other words, turn uh, tail and go the other way. And that means lowering interest rates. And that'll bring interest rates down bond prices back up. So uh, they, they do, uh, it is an interesting perspective right now to see this inversion, the inversion of the yield curve. In other words, the shorter term rates are higher than the longer term rates. Now, that is has been uh, a harbinger for a recession in almost uh, every occasion that we've seen it at this level. So, so we, the, you know, it's suggesting that at some point in late 23 or early 24, we're going to have some negative GDP prints, and that's a recession. You know, people freak out when they hear that, Jeff. And what does that really mean? Can you prepare for it? Well, you know, if we do have a recession, it will be the it will be the most uh, anticipated recession in recent memory because everyone's waiting for it, and we'll see if it actually happens. Dave, what are some of the sectors that you think investors should be looking at for the balance of this year and moving forward? So if you think about getting ready for a recession, you know, one of the things that you want to look at are defensive sectors. So you think about defensive sectors. Now, now when we say that, we don't mean defense, you know, military defense. We say things that will do well in a slowing economy. Healthcare would jump to mind. Uh, staples are, are one of those things that will do well. Uh, and, and of course, then you look at what's doing well in, in the recent term, and that is, of course, uh, and that's technology, and, and we'll can come full circle on that. But a sector that is really doing well right now, Jeff, of course, and we talked about is because all of the geopolitical unrest, you look at energy stocks, you look at companies that like, that produce and, and distribute oil, for example, or, or metals, those are places that you could look materials uh, by that and look and say in your portfolio, are you in the right spaces? And that's the reason why we always talk about on here on WTMJ, know what you own. Are you in the right spots? Because if you have a portfolio that you've set it and forget it, those are the, that's where the opportunity is says, how do I tweak it a little bit to take advantage of what's in front of me? So sectors would be one. You know, we talked about technology. I mean, that's not going away. You know, you see this chat GPT is everywhere. At some point, AI is going to take over our life. And so that, that would be something technology would be another area to keep your eye on. At the same time, when you talk about portfolios, you, you use the phrase 
tweak. Um, you, you don't. You never advise people necessarily trying to chase what they think is the the hot sector of the moment. It still is all about like a balanced portfolio, right? Well, yeah, and you and you balance that portfolio based on your facts and circumstances. So people who are older generally move down or have less risk in their portfolio, and people who are younger sometimes take more. And the reason because they have time on their side. And so that's the reason why we go through in a risk assessment, and it looks like a speed limit sign uh, when you're done. So you go through those portfolios and say, what sectors should I be in? How much bonds to how many stocks, for example, should I have in my portfolio? And then you think about things like large cap stocks versus small cap stocks. Small caps have been uh, an area of opportunity. And then you think about even globally, was as we talk about internationally you know do are there opportunities overseas that are going to recover so you when you do, when you have a composition of a portfolio those are all the questions that you need to have but most importantly how does it help your financial plan so if you are a certain age and you want to say i want to retire in two years or five years and ten years how do i get there and how do i make my money last that's the most important aspect of it how do i manage my taxes is my estate plan in place these are all the conversations that you should have with a fee only fiduciary we're joined of course by dave spano president and ceo of annex wealth management dave to, to that point when you have somebody coming into your office who is regardless of what their age is 20s or 30s or 40s or maybe even closer to retirement and they're just starting to save for retirement and they look and they say boy i, I just saw what, what's happened in the market over the last year or two and all this kind of volatility i'm never going to get to where I, I need to be how do you start off with that type of investor right so volatility does not equal risk and so you say, all right, and you see this volatility, and that probably could re- represent an opportunity if you have the right perspective. So that's the first thing is is don't conflate volatil- volatility and risk because that's an important start. But for someone who's young and getting started, you just got to start pounding away. If your company has a, co- a 401k plan or a qualified plan or 403b, whatever it is, participate generally on a pre-tax basis, because that adds up. As we get folks who come to us, Jeff, and, and they go, this is where I am, one of their biggest assets uh, besides the, you know their home is their 401K or 403B or their savings plan. So that is generally where you want to start. Start pounding away at it. Put some money away on a pre-tax basis, especially if your company matches, number one. And then number two, make sure that you control all of your debt. Don't get over your skis and borrow too much or, or buy too much of a house or too expensive of a car. Make sure that you have your debt under control. Um, to, to that point, and I know we could spend hours talking about this this next subject um, one of the big issues is social security and obviously the future of social security is something that's important to a lot of people because social security is is part of people's retirement planning lots of suggestions say that the social security system right now is unsustainable unless there are things that that are going to have to happen whether it's increasing the retirement age or increasing the amount that people pay into it what do you see as the future of Social Security, and how does that play into retirement planning? Well, we we keep it as one of the, the as a third stool of people's retirement plans. But you know, we've been talking about this for a long time, Jeff. You'll remember all the way back to when uh, President Clinton was in office. He said, you know, sometime in the 2030s that we're going to have to make some significant adjustments to Social Security or it's going to be under pressure. So generally, as you know, politicians don't react until they have to. Well, right now it's been a third rail. You saw at 
at uh, uh, at, at the presidential uh, meeting recently, there was a big debate about will this third rail be touched? Will Social Security be touched? Well, at some point, you have to pull on one of those levers. Either you're going to have to either cut back the uh, distribution of the amount, or you're going to have to increase, or you're going to have to increase the age. But one of those parameters are going to have to be affected. And right now, if they do nothing. If the politicians do nothing about it, what's going to happen is, is not, it's not going out of business, and I hear that a lot, but what's going to happen is if you're getting, for example, $1,000 a month, you might only get tw- uh, 80% of that number. That's, that's, a, that's rough math, but they're trying to say that about a 20% reduction if they do nothing. Now, generally, you're going to be able to t- pull on one of those levers. And then one of those levers would be either increase, in, increase the distribution age. We've talked about that. That's number one. Number two would be increase the amount that goes into it or reduce the amount that comes out of it or uh, increase uh, the amount goes into it by raising the age. You, you know, at some, at some level, even if you make a million dollars a year, you only pay into a certain cap. Perhaps raising that cap would be one of those conversations. So there are a number of levers that can be paid, but we still are, are, are advising our clients, especially the younger clients, to use that as a third stool. But, you know, it's, it's a long ways off. We're talking about age 67 uh, for those uh, going into it now, so it's a significant ways off. But contribute to it, and I'm sure it, when faced with reality, the politicians will do something about it. <laughs> well, from your lips to God's ears, um, the, you know, along with Social Security, the, the other issue is, of course, health care costs. And there's huge concerns with, with Medicare as well about whether Medicare is sustainable and what that's going to look like, you know, moving forward. When, when you're talking to, to people about investments and preparing for their future, how important is Medicare and planning for health uh, health needs? Well, there's, there's, it's a top it's a top concern. I mean, we have a client um, who is a doc, and he is continuing to work because he has enough money. But he's continuing to work because he do, he won't have health insurance. So it doesn't matter what economic strata that you're in. It's a conversation that has to happen. And of course, folks know when you get to a certain age, then you can move to. Uh, the publicly funded uh, health care program. So it is something that has to be co- it has to be a concern. And, and, you know, there's been a battle uh, going on for a long time. But what are the health care costs? You know, what are the health care systems? You know, what are they charging? You know, what's the drug prices? All of this has been a bipartisan issue for a long time. But it is something that you're going to have to prepare for. That it is a concern is, you know, when you get to age 65 or older, how are you going to ha- handle the health care? Should you get a supplemental plan? There's, there's certainly concerns that people should continue to have. Dave, we've got about a minute and a half left. Let, let's talk about mortgage rates. I thought you were going to talk about not- baseball. I thought that within the last minute <laughs> yeah. and a half, all the, th- the three yeah. changed rules. That's what I wanted to talk about. Well, that's it. And uh, right, all those sort of, well, we, we don't know enough about that yet, but we, you know, we'll, we'll see at the ball game right. at the ballpark this summer. We can discuss it real quick. Is this a good time for people to consider buying a home or with the interest rates now as high as they are, is it in people's interest to maybe hold off and see what happens? Well, you know, it's really where you are in your life, but there's no question that interest rates are higher, which means that the cost of borrowing is higher. So, you know, if interest rates were at 3 and now they're at 7, I mean, that means you're going to be able to purchase significantly less of a home. And still, there's still demand in a lot of areas. So we're going to have to start to see, you know, supply and demand issue of available homes is still out there right now. And, of course, you talk to local realtors, even though it's slowing down, you have to say, you know, where are you in your life? And people are just, are, they're trapped 
in, in the, where they're in their existing home right now because they say if I move away from it, there's, there's there may be some taxes, but more importantly, the cost of borrowing is higher. But that just goes into the overall wealth management picture. You know, make sure you're going through the, your your understanding of what you own and why it's in your portfolio. You know, we see a lot of people who come in and, of course, they they have really high investment products. Take a look at what you're paying for it and why it's there, and you can get that obviously from a fee only fiduciary, no matter who it is. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. We covered a lot of ground. This has been our portion of WTMJ Conversations with Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management.